Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Commanders Nation? What's up, folks? How y'all doing? Welcome back to another show, another episode of Believe in Commanders. I'm Anthony Armstrong. Got the great Brian Murphy over there in Atlanta, Georgia, holding it down. What is going on, sir? Not too much. Yeah, we're getting into it's crazy. We're already like to the middle of June, which just means uh, I've been doing it on Twitter. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, 89 days till the commanders play a regular season game, which means even yeah. less till they, they are back in training camp, even less or, you know, even less than that for um, uh, preseason as well. So all that good stuff is coming up. Just got to get through the dog days of summer. How about you? How are you doing? Man, I'm great. You know, I'm, I'm doing awesome. Cannot complain. Got a little run in this morning. Um, I ran. I, I ran five miles. Are you wow, kidding me? Good for you, man. I was kind of surprised. You know, and there's sometimes I'll challenge myself. I'll just run for a time, a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, then sometimes I'll just say run for a certain amount of distance. Um, and then I'll give myself a test of like a 5K or something like that, or a mile, or you know something. Just or no, no, I'll, I'll do like intervals or sprints. So that way I can kind of change it up and have a little bit of a different goal throughout the week. Um, and today I just was like, I'm going to go. I felt like Forrest Gump because I, I got the 30 minutes and I was like, running good. Yeah, I'm going to keep running. And, and I made the went down and made a right. And I said, OK, I, I need to turn right and, and get the hell going back home. So um, five miles later, what, I got uh, it all done. What's the most you ever run in one one setting? Like have you done Ooh. like a half or a full marathon? No, 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 no M words. Now the most I've ever, the longest I've ever run have been about an hour. So actually, that's what the with the wife, um, we would we would do it on like a tread on the treadmill. We would run on a treadmill, yes. and it would be this pyramid run. So you'd go for, uh, I'm probably gonna get it wrong, um, but maybe it was, it was like you go for you run for a minute, then you slow the pace down for like a minute, then you run for two minutes, and then down, and then three minutes. And so the longest was like a six minute run. It was at the very top of this pyramid, and then you work your way back down on the backside. Uh, one hour later, you'd be about six miles in. So, okay. yeah, that's that's the longest I had ever ran, and I, I guess I'm on my way to to doing that again potentially. Yeah. I did it. I did a Disney half marathon uh, in uh, February 2020. It was Disney, so it was nice and flat there in Orlando. But that was tough. I don't know if I'll do that again. I had on a tutu because it was the princess uh, half marathon. My wife did it. She was seven months pregnant which is absolute like rock star so that might be the last time for me wow hey but you know what you you can put the sticker on the back of your car that's right that's right and you can you know say that it's been done check that box it's an experience that i don't have you know so that's what you have brian murphy if you want to feel about what it's like to run half marathon he's the guy to talk to don't talk to me you want to talk about nfl football what it's like to be on the field uh, then that's where I come in and, and, and knock things out. But well, I don't well, know. Let me tell you, over under me doing it again, you can bet the under. I don't think I need to do that again. So if you if there are odds on Brian Murphy, number of half marathons the rest of his life, maybe yeah. I can be talked into it. But as of right now, I'm saying under, bet the under, well under. Uh, I that. think there might be some obscure bookie that'll take that bet and see <laughs> Justin, see if they can kind of rally into it. But I don't know. I know where there are another place you can make a lot of bets, and that's Bet Online. That's and right. You want to go over there to betonline.ag yeah, to check them out. But Brian's going to tell you all about them. So, Brian, let the folks know about Bet Online. 
Yeah, BetOnline is your number one source for all your championship finals info. We know that the NBA wrapped up last night. The Nuggets, the first championship in franchise history. Hopefully you got some bets laid down on them. But you still got the Stanley Cup finals, MLBs going on, UFCs just about every weekend. You can go find all the latest matchup reports, odds, and lines there at BetOnline.ag. It's your sports intel headquarters this season and every season. And like I said, They've got you covered from basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, boxing, and more. You can even lay down some NFL and college football futures bets. And it's the fastest the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. So go check those out. Uh, you can play them right from your own home. So get in the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code on your first bet only, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Get that welcome bonus on that first bet. Make it worth it, y'all. Yep. Make it worth it. Make sure you go in there and get you a good one. I mean, it's funny. You see all these different, you know, uh, results of people making all these bets that are starting to hit. Um, it, it's, it's good to see. And I know Bet Online's a place to go uh, to get yours. Um, Brian, real quick, one thing. If you're looking on YouTube, I want you to take a look at this. Uh, Father's Day is coming up right around the corner. And I wanted to see. If you would be interested in one of these, um, you know, short sets, it's got this, if you're not looking, it's got this uh, NFL themed short set. Look like it's set for the beach. It's got shorts. It's got a little zipper for the collar with a little, with a little polo collar at the top. Um, Brian, you think you want one of these in the burgundy and gold? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It looks like they uh, could be wrong. It looks like they'd be pretty soft. So I'd probably not take it off for a few days yeah. in the summer because my hygiene tends to dip when there's not a whole lot to do. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I would absolutely rock that, head out to the pool. I'd take that to the beach. Yeah, um, yeah get me a burgundy and gold. And I saw this, and uh, the, the Dolphins one is huge there. Dolphins, regardless of what team it is, they I think they have the best color scheme. I could even just rock that teal and orange there. If I needed to this summer, it's a lot of confidence. You got to have a lot of confidence to walk out there in that, in that aqua and orange is what they call it. So, uh, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know if Ron Rivera would rock it. I think Mike McDaniel would definitely rock one of these. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, I put it on my Twitter. So hit it up on Twitter. You can see it. Mr. Armstrong 13. Um, I definitely think Tomlin could rock this to a barbecue. Uh, McDaniel's going to rock this short set to anywhere in Miami. And Andy Reid will do it because He's got the confidence in the oh, swag yeah. mm -hmm. to make that happen. Uh, but let's get out of here and let's keep this thing rolling. We're going to move right along. First topic of the show, really the only topic of the show. This episode specifically, we're talking about the pre presumed QB1. They're doing everything but giving him the job uh, right now. Sam Howell. Mm -hmm. We want to find out what, what are our thoughts on Sam Howell. And I have a particular take um, that I kind of was up late thinking on and chewing on a little bit, but what are you thinking about Sam Howell uh, coming through training camp, how teams, how players have listened and have spoken about him, I should say. What are you thinking about Sam Howell? What are your expectations uh, from this guy so far? Yeah, obviously you got to temper expectations and you got to temper disappointments too, right? I mean, it's hard to really tell where a guy is, you know, when they've just been throwing the ball around in shorts and a helmet. I mean, until we kind of get into training camp and especially training camp against another team. I'm really excited about that for Sam Howell specifically going against the Ravens, a team that yeah. just does it right all the time. So I'm excited about that. But so far, I think it's to be expected. I think that there is some there is some um, cause for 
for some excitement. So I, I think that, that you've heard he's made some really good throws. You've heard he's made some bad decisions. But at the same time, I've always heard it, that this is the time to make bad decisions, right, when they don't count. Yeah. You can throw 15 interceptions in training camp and not one of them counts. So I want him to make yeah. all the mistakes he can. And um, I, I think that there is some – some stuff to be excited about. It sounds like he can put the ball pretty much anywhere he wants to. And that's probably yes. the first time we've said that about a quarterback in Washington and who knows how long. And so um, uh, it sounds like this might lead into what you have to say. So I'm, I'm excited overall. I'm not, get, I'm not like already putting him down as, you know, the 10 year starter starting this sure. year moving forward, but I am excited for this season to see what he can do. And um, I think a lot of it has to do also with Eric bien system. I think it is quarterback friendly. And I think that, um, he, he can thrive in it with his athleticism. So I'm overall, I'm excited, obviously things to, to work on just like every player, but, but so far right now, as we're sitting here in the middle of June, I like what I've seen and heard about Sam Howell. I agree with everything that you said about it. And I'm not going to waste uh, the people's listening time going down the, the list and saying the exact same thing Brian Murphy just said, but I was literally up late last night and it hit my head. Um, actually, I was speaking with the good folks over there at the Burgundy Zone podcast, Kyle and the two Mikes. Um, I was saying Sam Howell reminds me of, of Rex Grossman, and I kind of get the feeling that he reminds Ron Rivera of Rex Grossman. And that's a name that maybe doesn't come with like just the right, you know, pizzazz and just, you know, yeah. like, yes, I can't. I love it. I'm but, intrigued by that. Where are you going with this? But you got you to gotta give me a second here, okay? More, the first and foremost, these guys are built the exact same. They're 6'1", 220 pounds. Okay, Rex Grossman's known for throwing the ball around. He had a lot of success in college. He had some success in the NFL. There was one season, 2006. Mm-hmm. Rex Grossman went 13 and three. Okay, he went 13 and three. I think that's the year they went to the Super Bowl. Now he had some crazy stats. He had like 23 uh, touchdowns, 20 picks. But <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds like Rex Grossman. It, yeah, that 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 was what he was. So you kind of got to like take though that part and just like you know maybe you want better statistics but i had to go all the way back to college to compare these guys they both played three years in school okay both played three years in school rex grossman had 9164 yards on 1110 attempts okay he played in two fewer games than sam howell all right now mind you sam howell had just only had seven more attempts than rex grossman mm. he had 11 1117 uh, but he had a thousand more yards than Rex Grossman. Okay, uh, he had ten over ten thousand yards, ten thousand two hundred eighty-three yards in two with two extra games. Forgot to mention, you brought up accuracy. He had sixty-three point eight percent accuracy in college with a nine point two yard per attempt. Conversely, Rex Grossman had sixty-one percent completion percentage, eight point three yards per attempt. So he doesn't throw it as often. He throws it further, and he's accurate with where he puts the football. All of those things combined with hearing how Terry McLaurin is talking about Sam Howell, how uh, Logan Thomas says he throws a very catchable ball. All of those things made me think of Rex Grossman because Rex Grossman threw a very catchable ball too. Sure, he was a gunslinger. He was going to make mistakes, but he threw a very, very catchable ball, which leads me to believe you're going to have a lot of run after catch from Curtis Samuels, Antonio Gibson's, Brian Robinson out of the backfield. Guys are going to be able to make plays after the catch and, and and Sam is going to throw the ball deep. Rex yeah. was known for taking shots deep. You want to know who the defensive coordinator was on that 2006 Bears team? I think I got a guess. I'll let you uh, tell our fans and listeners. Ron Rivera. That's right. Ron Rivera. Now, 
Now, mind you, that defense was extremely stacked. Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs, Charles Tillman, Danielle Manning out of Abilene Christian, mm. Nathan Basher. I mean, Tommy Harris, the list goes on and on and on. But if you look at this defense here in Washington, just drop my phone. I you got Chase mic. Young. You got Chase Young, who's who's coming in with a lot of motivation. You got Montez Sweat trying to come with some motivation. You got two stellar defensive linemen, John Allen, Deron Payne. Not to mention, you got the secondary that's going to take away the football. I looked at that secondary from that team in the Bears. It was like two and three and four picks for like a, like five to six players. Yeah, they got their hands on the football. So having Sam Howell at quarterback with the tutelage of Eric B. Enemy, you mentioned that, and having a mentor in the quarterback room and Jacoby Brissett. This is the perfect situation for Sam Howell to have success. I mean, yeah. if you can't get excited for it, it's not like he's just a rookie around other young quarterbacks. Like, he's he, Eric Bieniemy is setting the standard for how his career is going to be and how he's going to prepare himself. Yeah. Because this is his, essentially, this is his first offensive coordinator. The guy just got done winning two Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to listen to whatever Eric Bieniemy says. If he tells right. me to do backflip when I break the huddle, I'm going to learn how to flip my ass, and I'm going to do that backflip because apparently it's worked. Mm-hmm. You got to be excited for what Sam Howe is going to do. I think that uh, they see a little something in him, and, and it's real, uh, but they just don't want to hand him the keys too early because they want to keep him hungry. But you get, ooh, it's going to be an exciting year. I think Sam Howe is going to have a really good season. Yeah, I think when you say Rex Grossman, you kind of immediately think of turnovers and taking too many chances. And I think if they're able to cut that down, I think that Sam Howe can have some of that gunslinger mentality. And I think I heard this maybe on John Kimes' podcast, but he pointed out the Chiefs' offense kind of was skewed for all those years um, with Tyreek Hill and those big shots and deep balls down the field. Yes, that was part of it. Yes, that happened every now and then. But you look at it. And Patrick Mahomes is delivering a lot of balls underneath. A lot mm-hmm. of it's Travis Kelsey catching and running. A lot of it's, you know, the running backs out of the backfield. So I think that Eric Bieniemy, part of it's going to be hopefully putting Sam Howell in some situations where he doesn't have to force it, where he's got guys running wide open. Uh, if you remember his touchdown uh, against uh, the, uh, the Cowboys last year, Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. was run, running wide open underneath. I think that that's the kind of offense that Eric Bieniemy wants to put in. And then – that can lure some people in. Hopefully, you're able to take those shots down the field later on. But it's not all. It doesn't. It's not all those big bombs and stuff. And so, yeah, I think that uh, with Eric Bieniemy and and with his experience in college, yes, he's a rookie, or essentially a rookie. Yes, it is going to be his you know second career start the next time he starts a game. But uh, like you mentioned, he has so much college experience that he's done it before, and he's done it in yeah. the ACC, which is no slouch at all. I mean, he was going up against Clemson and and some teams that have had success success before so yeah yeah, i'm with you there there is cause for excitement and and uh i would be all for a a 2006 rex grossman type season because like you said they went to the super bowl and were uh you know an all-time peyton manning off colts led offense away from winning a super bowl that year so yeah yeah, there's a lot of stuff to be excited about yeah and and i did have to you have to mention too the great uh, devin hester was on that team he had like he had five returns exactly so was there a lot of help around rex grossman yes i mean like i said he had 23 picks and 20 23 touchdowns 20 interceptions it was definitely it wasn't something that you would you know want to deal with i mean you probably have to take some tums to to deal with that season but you got all the way to the super bowl because you got a defense that's stellar you got a returner that's going to put the ball in the end zone so 
I see a lot of the pieces in Washington, and it's yeah. something to to really, you know, just pay attention to. I, I think that there's a lot to kind of be positive towards, and I'm excited to see. You mentioned interceptions, 16 fewer interceptions, mm, and with go. with with seven more attempts, and yeah. over a, over 1,100 more yards in production in college. You could say whatever the offensive style was. I remember back in the day, the Gators threw that thing around the field. I yeah. wanted to go and play in that offense. Right. Was like, man, I wish you would have went to Florida. I would have loved to play in that offense. Yeah. So, uh, and also, uh, I don't ever remember Rex Grossman really being a scrambler. And I think Sam Howe kind of adds that extra element to where he's able to make some stuff happen on the ground. I think he scored two rushing touchdowns in the preseason last year and then had another rushing touchdown in that week 18 game against Dallas. So there's definitely some athleticism there. And, you know, you can't compare him to Mahomes, but there are some scenarios, you know, there's some comparisons and some, some uh, parallels to Mahomes as well. You know, he started Patrick Mahomes, his rookie year started the last game of the season for Alex Smith, got a win. I think he had a couple touchdowns similar to Sam Howe. And then his next season, Eric Bieniemy was his offensive coordinator. The next season, Sam Howe has Eric Bieniemy as his offensive coordinator. So all the, all the things are laying out there. You don't want to put too much pressure on the guy, but man, thinking of the future, if he's your guy, he's playing on a rookie contract for the next couple few years. Maybe you can bring back Chase Young and Montez Sweat with a huge season. Man. You know, maybe you can sign Cam Curl and then have some room to go get some playmakers to, you know, solidify that offense. Uh, you know, to go with Terry McLaurin and those guys. So there's a lot riding on on Sam Howe. I think I'm with you. I think they want him to be the guy, and I think they think he'll be the guy. But you don't want to crown a guy in June when you have, you know, six months of football ahead of you. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, different coaches do different things, obviously, but I've seen coaches where, I mean, and Ron Rivera has done this. He's where when they made the trade for Carson Wentz, he went full board behind him. This is the quarterback, no discussion about it. This is who the guy is. He quickly give it to him. And that's what you have to do in that situation, I think, because you have a quarterback who had bounced around the league, had a little trouble. He needed some pass. confidence. Yeah. He needed some immediate confidence. You have to go right there and say, no, you're good, man. Go, go out there and lead us. Um, but then with Sam Howell, you know, you, you always say you don't know how people are going to act when they get money. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though he ain't getting paid no more, but if, if you know that oh, I'm, I'm good, I'm the guy, then you you may be more apt to to lax a little bit here and there. But I don't I don't see Eric being me allowing that to happen but no. based on the standard he's going to set. And that's why I think having Jacoby Brissett in the in the building and in the room with him. Um, where he, I mean, he said he, he came to Washington because he wanted to be a starter. And, but I also know that he's professional enough to understand that, yeah, I'm coming in where maybe it's, you know, three fifths chance that it's going to be Sam Howell. But hey, I got an opportunity and I'm not going to be mad at being QB2. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of thinking back to your Rex Grossman uh, comparison, I, I feel like Kyle Orton might have been the other quarterback. I don't know mm-hmm. if he was like injured that year, but again, a young guy there. I wonder how much Rex Grossman would have benefited from a, a a guy who had done it before, been like, hey, you yeah. can't just chuck it down the field in the middle of three defenders. It's okay to take the underneath route, which I imagine that if and when Sam Howell's the number one guy, I think Jacoby Brissett's going to be in his ear all the time, kind of giving him his expertise and his knowledge from however many years in the NFL. So I think that's a huge part of it too. Uh, yeah. you kind of said it already that I don't think this is all on Sam Howe. I think it's him relying on his coaches, on on the other quarterbacks, 
on Tavita Pritchard, who I've heard is, has really done a good job as the quarterback mm-hmm. coach, uh, leaning on Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, those guys that have been in the league for a while. So, yeah, while, while it is easy to look right at the quarterback and think it's only on him, I think Sam Howell has the benefit of knowing that he's got a lot of experienced guys around him, not just in the coaching staff, but on the field as well. And I think that's going to really benefit him. Yes, and you can't you can't overstate that enough. I don't think you can really get that out to where you really understand. Like you sit back and look, like wow, he, there is a really strong supporting cast around this guy. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I've been preaching it all offseason. I said that you have a chance to build a really strong powerhouse of a team, and then at, at least you'll be in some point where you can say this guy isn't it, or he's one year away. You know, being this, you know what I'm saying? Like he's almost there. I, I would much rather have fi- find a way to retain both of those stellar defensive ends, have this crazy stack defense, and have a quarterback on a rookie contract. I, I would yeah. love to be in that position for the next two, three, five, you know, four years or so, uh, probably three max before you have to start reing up somebody else. But I think that's a good position to be. Yeah, me too. Kind of, kind of like what the Eagles uh, did with Jalen Hurts up until this year. Kind of like I think what the 49ers would love to do with Brock Purdy or, or Trey Lance, whoever ends up being their quarterback there. But they're able to put on a great team around them. So I'm with you there. So another question, maybe the answer is Sam Howe. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. But what is your one thing from the offseason OTAs and minicamp that you're thinking about, that you're concerned about? It could be good or bad moving into the summer or getting ready for training camp and into the season? What's that one thing that you're kind of focusing on or thinking about after this offseason work? The one thing I'm going to start offensively is I want to see the, the, the carryover from OTAs, mandatory mini camps, past this rest period into getting into training camp. Um, knowing that the first couple days of camp, you know, there can be some little bumps and hiccups because you're trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, how long that lasts, how much of a, let's say, hangover that they are, they're in from that rest period. I'm interested to see offensively because if they're still trying to work out kinks and mechanics of breaking the huddle and alignment, and I don't, I don't know if they are. I, you know, I'm just assuming there are a few mistakes here and there, but the enemy's yeah. holding a high standard. Um if they're still in that area where they have to go back and be like, ah, oh, guys, break the huddle again. We got to do it right. I, I'm not happy with that. Right. Um, I want to see those guys show up where it's day one. Terry and Sam and the crew had that uh, all first offense humming. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you're not going to beat the defense every time just because that's just the way things are set up. Defense is usually uh, more they're ahead of the offense early in training camp. So I just want to see the execution, the, the mechanics of getting in and out of the huddle calling the right play. Hey, if you if, if you make a play, that's great. I just want to see the mechanics, how they transition coming out of this rest period. What about you? Yeah, uh, I'm going to flip over to the defense. You know, I think it's easy to talk about Sam Howe, which we have, and some of the playmakers that he has, and, and you know, a healthy Logan Thomas, a healthy Cole Turner, hopefully moving forward to the tight end space. But I'm going to look at that defense. That defense was, you know, based on different metrics, I think maybe seventh in the league, you know, close to top five, if not top five, depending on what numbers you look at. And I really, you know, maybe it's a homer in me, but I think that they could be even better next year. You, you add in two defensive playmakers in the secondary that are rookies, albeit, you know, can, that can come with some growing pains. But it sounds like those guys are already making strides in Forbes and Martin. 
you're almost adding a third guy in Chase Young. You had him for three weeks at the end of the year. I don't even know that you can really count that, but hopefully a, a motivated Chase Young, which which we're going to talk about in our next episode and, and kind of him a little bit more. And then a Montez Sweat that is, that is motivated, who's had some really solid seasons, and you're just kind of waiting for him to make that like one more switch, turn that switch a little bit higher up. So I think this defense could be uh, uh, electric. I think they could force some more turnovers, which obviously was the issue. Hopefully they don't get off to a slow start like they had the last couple of years. But I think this defense could be something special. And um, with those guys up front, Deron Payne and John Allen, who you, you got locked up long term, uh, I'm excited about that. And then we didn't even, I, I didn't even mention Cam Curl, who might be arguably the best player on that defense. So I think mm-hmm. this defense could be special. Uh, I hope they make it hard on the offense to where the offense is, is you know, having to struggle in practice and game days almost feel a little bit easier because they're going up against a, a, a less talented defense on Sundays and they are going against their own defense during the week. So I'm really excited about this defense. And I think that they can turn the corner and really, you know, make a huge difference for this team. And again, another thing to take the pressure off of Sam Howe, uh, get you some short fields with some turnovers, that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm excited about what this defense led by Jack Del Rio can do. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. I mean, you, you, the, the matchup between an Emmanuel Forbes and Terry McLaurin is going to only help uh, for, really both of them get better. Yeah. But, uh, Emmanuel Forbes has the opportunity to really improve. And speaking of him, real quick, one last question before we uh, break this one down. Out of those two rookie DBs, who do you think is going to make the most immediate impact? Quan well, Martin or Emmanuel Forbes? May, this might be an upset, but I'm going to go with Quan Martin. I think initially it sounds like he's going to play a little bit more all over to where it might give him a chance to do a little bit more. Whereas mm-hmm. I think Emmanuel Forbes will quote unquote only be, you know, a corner, only be kind of that lockdown guy, which, you know, whether they throw his way or not can be kind of determine that. But it sounds like Quan Martin's kind of lining up all over the place to where I think he could maybe get his hands on a ball maybe a little bit sooner than Emmanuel Forbes. So I'm going to go maybe with the upset and take the second round guy over the first round guy. I was probably going to take him as well. I just, okay. I, I, I keep thinking about, um, that the year that Charles Woodson was playing nickel for Green Bay, and they base they stayed in the base nickel set, yeah, and that essentially took an extra linebacker off the field, and and this linebacker position continues to be a position of concern. Um, so I could see them using a Quan Martin in some more passing situations, maybe using a bigger safety um, in some running situations in, in a nickel set. So I, I would go with Quan Martin on that one as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, as as you know, some reports come back from training camp, some of the different looks. I'm sure they're gonna keep a little bit under their their hat there, not give everything away, but I'm excited to see how they could line up and the different ways they can line up with Cam Curl out there, with Kendall Fuller, uh, you know, with with Derek Forrest. I think they just have so many guys that can move all around. So that'll be exciting to see. We got training camp coming up, what, in about a month. So uh, I think some of them are open to fans. So that'll be exciting to, for fans to get out there again and kind of see these guys up close and personal. So kind of like we were talking, it it is a marathon. This is just kind of the start of things. You you can't get too excited or too down on anything right now because the whole season is ahead of you. And we'll be breaking it down every step of the way. Uh, I'm excited for it, and uh, it feels like it's so close. It is. Right around the corner, and and one thing that you can do, you can take advantage of now, is if you go over there to bet online, you haven't done it yet, use our code BLEAV, get that 50% welcome bonus, but take advantage of 
you know, if you feel like your team is going in the right direction, maybe you take the over on the mm-hmm. on the six and a half wins right now. You take those odds because maybe things start going better through training camp and bet online says, you know what, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this it should be about seven and a half. Uh, or they change the odds. You may be able to lock something in at a much better rate. So go check out those folks over there and, and also be able to uh, be able be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok as well. Believe Commanders on all of those spaces. Uh, come see us. Come check us out and share it and, you know, get engaged. Twitter is where we do a lot of chopping it up with the fans mm-hmm. and the followers. So we appreciate that. Uh, and And finally, over there on the wonderful spots on TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM, uh, Stadium, and all your favorite streaming platforms. You can catch the show. Um, if you don't know which one you want to go with, go to Believe.com uh, and search for the show, Believe in Commanders. You'll find our show page, and it'll show you where you can click on it and, and listen to us. So um, if y'all are hanging with us on the YouTube, just hang tight. Uh, but if you're listening on your favorite streaming service, we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.